Very, very minor, quick preliminaries. There will be no service on Wednesday evening. Please make note of that. No service on Wednesday evening. However, the branch Christmas party will still uh, go forward uh, for those uh, involved with that. So uh, we want to make that uh, known to you all tonight. Amen. In the spirit of the season, I would just like to spend a few moments uh, this evening uh, delivering, hopefully, a good word that somebody might take something away with. Um, Amen. That's the point of everything we do behind here, (laughs) so that somebody can go away with a little something more than what they had before. If you have your Bibles, I invite you this evening to join with me and turn to the book of Matthew, chapter 5. We will also be looking at 1 John, chapter 1, and verse 4. This uh, may be something new uh, for some folks. It may be a reminder to others. In either case, I hope that you find it to be a needful word. Amen. I am of that persuasion this evening. Matthew chapter 5, verse 14. Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and he giveth light unto all that are in the house. 16, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Glorify your Father which is in heaven. 1 John, uh, looking at the first chapter, verse number 4. And these things write we unto you that your joy, amen, that your joy might be full. This then is the message which we have heard of him. And declare unto you that God is light. Hallelujah. In him there is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. Oh, but if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanseth us from all sin. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. However, if we confess our sins, he is faithful. He is faithful. Amen. My sin was very rank, but he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Praise be unto his holy name. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. Amen. And just for a little while tonight, I don't intend to keep you long. Famous last words. Um, From this simple title, Shine. Shine. Amen. Lord Jesus, we love you tonight. We praise and give honor to you. You are great. You're holy. You're righteous. You're worthy of praise. You're worthy to be lifted high. I exalt you this night. Amen. Because you have been so good to me. Lord, and even if you had not been, it still would be in order for me to give honor from my lips to you, hallelujah, because you are the great mighty God of heaven, and we exalt and magnify you, and thank you for all that you've done. Thank you so much for this season that we find ourselves in. Hallelujah, it might mean a lot of different things for a lot of different people. Lord God, but it's more to us tonight than a trip to a storm. Amen. A package wrapped under a tree. But it is the Savior of the world come down 
in flesh that we might have abundant life, hallelujah, that we might, amen, affect this world for good. Hallelujah, we praise you this night and honor you, amen, for all that you've done. Hallelujah, amen. You may be seated this evening. Nearly 140 years ago, and after some 6,000 uh, iterations, Thomas Edison developed the uh, electrical light bulb, one that could be practically used for the masses. Edison, during his time uh, recording or going through uh, these uh, different variations and finally coming up with the one that would uh, make its impact on humanity, is recorded with saying these words, uh, that this was one of the most brilliant lights the world has ever seen. In this day that we live, this, this humble little uh, Edison bulb, I believe they're called up here on the, uh, next to the, the Christmas wreaths up here, uh, could be ever considered to be one of the brightest lights in the world. Amen. My son, this past uh, year, during the summertime, we got a little dog, and uh, we have to walk him, obviously, routinely. And so at night, when he has to go out to walk the dog, I got him a pretty decent little flashlight here. And uh, this little flashlight, I won't shine it up on anybody, but it's pretty incredibly bright. And to think that uh, what Edison uh, had in mind as the most brilliant light in the world really doesn't even compare to the simplest of lights anymore. Um, so we are so thankful, amen, for this light bulb that we have been given. This simple little invention that we see all around us and, and can hardly see because of it uh, has changed the world over. Could you imagine tonight in your mind's eye, having seen pictures that you've seen from outer space, looking down at the earth, what it would look like at night had there been no lights present uh, in the cities across the globe. It would be uh, such a foreign thing to try to picture in your mind to see these things, or, or the impact that it has had for your child to put a little nightlight in their room to help them uh, see if they need to get up in the night, or, or what would ships have done in days of old had there not been a lighthouse there, amen, to guide them into uh, the shore safely. Amen, this time of year you can go anywhere. In fact, you can march right out to the lobby or look behind me, and, and Christmas lights are spread about all around, and uh, it's hard to imagine what Christmas would be like without these little lights. Even down to our beloved little electronic devices, probably wouldn't be anything like they are today had it not been for the invention of light some long ago. And we are grateful for those, I'm sure, despite the terror they bring uh, to our homes and families. Um, so the light, the light has, I mean, light has impacted everything about what we do. We wouldn't, we wouldn't, we can't even imagine it has been uh, so far removed. Perhaps none of us have even experienced life without electricity, life without modern lights. But before Edison ever came up with his wonderful grand invention, there was light. And it goes way back before time began. In fact, John said it this way. He said, God is light and in him there is no darkness at all. There is no darkness at all. I want to provide just a baseline to help us understand what kind of light I am referring to this evening. At the end of Exodus chapter 34, we're uh, introduced, or we're coming on the end of a story of Moses having gone up into the mountain to receive the law. He comes back down from spending his days and nights up in the mountain receiving the law. And as he comes down from the mountain with this word from Almighty God, he comes into the camp 
And all of the people are afraid of him because of the physical change that has occurred to his visage. I mean, he was unaware of the difference that had been made by being in the presence of the Lord. But the Bible says that the light had shone so bright amen, on Moses that it had actually was scaring the children of Israel to see him uh, almost glowing like we would uh, picture somebody being affected in a cartoon way from uh, nuclear waste, perhaps. So bright and so shocking was this that he actually had to put a veil over his face in order to deliver the commandments to the people because they just could not get over the brightness that he had. And this is just a little glimpse, a little taste of the light that God is referring to when he says that he is light. At the end, uh, or in Acts chapter 9, we're uh, told a story of Saul, this man that we later perhaps are more familiar with, with the name Paul, a fiercely dedicated individual. Amen. His, his strongest convictions of anybody has ever had uh, in all of history. The disciples of Jesus, as far as he's concerned, are wreaking havoc throughout the country. They're converting Jews. They're, uh, you know, doing things that he is not in favor of whatsoever. And he is not, uh, not having uh, any of it to the point where uh, he, he's willing to murder them. He just, he's done. He doesn't want to have any part of this. He doesn't think that this is okay. And uh, so he's on one of these rampages. He's on his way to Damascus. The Bible records that there is a bright light that shines from heaven and knocks him down that day. He is blinded for several days, and because of this one encounter with light, with God, with the light, he is forever changed, and the world as we know it this night is not the same because of that evening where the light shone down on Paul, amen, and changed his course forever. So now we have a baseline. We have some kind of understanding, right, of what God means when God says he is light. While we can't truly fathom it, we do have some kind of an image of what that is. Just think of the brightest light you have ever seen and times that by 100. Multiply that by 100. Now consider these words with me this evening when we read uh, in Matthew chapter 5 and verse 14 when we are being referred to us as the body of Christ. Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick and to give a light to all the house. Let your light so shine before men that he may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. So my question tonight is this to you all. How on earth can I get in tune with what the Scripture says when it tells me to be the light of the world? How can I get in tune with these examples that I have provided about what God means when God says that we are to be light unto the world that we live in? Consider with me the electric light bulb. Though incredible, had huge world-changing implications, at the time of its invention, it really had no practical purpose because there was no means on a broad scale for anybody to make use of that because nobody had electricity coming to their home. They had nothing to connect it to, if I could say it another way. There was no power grid. There was no light switches. There was no uh, power outlets. There was nothing of this sort that was available to anybody. Now, this invention was amazing, but it was useless without a power source. It had no purpose at all. So I'll say it this way. The light's potential is directly related 
to its source of power. The light's ability is directly related to its source of power. Many people go through this life trying to plug into all kinds of different things, trying to get lit up, if I could say it that way. Trying to light up their life and, and provide some measure of, of excitement and, and, and thrills or joy or whatever it might be to get through this light. They'll try anything, even alcohol, drugs, even illicit relationships, uh, to try to plug in and get connected with something that will help light them up and provide some purpose to their life. And perhaps even an individual has tried religion. Amen. Perhaps it was even their last and best hope. But even then, it may have let you down. Nothing seemed to give power like you were looking for. Amen. In your walk uh, in this life. But contrary to what some might think, we are not here today to promote a religion. We are not here today to promote uh, any kind of philosophy based out of some other location. We are here tonight to get you connected with Jesus Christ, amen, to get me connected with Jesus Christ. I need, amen, to be connected to a power source, amen, that is greater than my own, and his name is Jesus Christ. Now, we are designed, we are light that God has designed to shine. But the fact remains that we cannot shine without a power source. Now, there is such a power source. Don't worry. Life is not going to be so bad. You can make a way of escape. It is possible, amen, to live a different way. And uh, it's been around for a long, long time. It's helped lots of people uh, all throughout uh, history. It's seen lots of people through dark times. Amen. Its power lines have never been down. Amen. And it still has room for people today to plug into And uh, if you're not familiar with that, I would like to introduce you to the Holy Ghost. Amen. You've got no source of power for your light, amen, until you have the Holy Ghost inside. Hallelujah. And once you have the Holy Ghost down on the inside, once you're connected to the power source, hallelujah, things can be different in your life. The Bible says that we shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon us. And I'm thankful, amen, for the power that we have available to us this evening. Hallelujah. It's a power source that's uh, never-ending. It's a ready supply. It's ready now whenever you need it. Just plug in, amen, and receive what you need to get through dark times in your life. Amen. It's always available so long as you stay connected to the power source. Now, we... We interact with people on a daily basis, and, and I hope that we're shining everywhere that we go and that our light's not dim in the marketplace, that we're uh, showing the light of God. Light does something when it is entering uh, a, a location. Light inherently changes its surrounding. Light inherently changes its surrounding. That's its only purpose, is to change the surrounding and cause darkness to go away. That's what light does. That's what light does. Now picture with me, what would the world be like without light? It wouldn't be. Plant life would not exist. We would not be here. We would all have some kind of, you know, third shift affective disorder where we couldn't function quite right. Because light keeps everything on track. Light brings everything to life in this world that we live in. John said it like this in John 1 and 4 and 5. In him was life, and the life was the light of man. 
And the light shined in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. In other words, darkness does not know what to do when light enters the situation. And it doesn't matter how small the light is, if there is light, it's going to affect the darkness. It's going to cause the darkness to go away. Hallelujah. So, so when you see somebody, when you interact with somebody, and they look at you perhaps a little bit peculiarly, which is very possible, particularly in my case. They look at me all, all the time. Um, it may be because that you're shining bright, and it's not something that they're familiar with. And if it takes a moment for them to adjust their eyes, God help us. That's a wonderful thing, that they should have a moment where they need to adjust their eyes. And then when we enter uh, the room, when we interact with them in a positive way, uh, the other night, uh, we had some family that came over and spent the night, and uh, we had an air mattress that we were trying to pump up, uh, an old one, and an old pump that had seen better days, and uh, the cord began to separate from the unit that blows the air into the mattress, and so my wife uh, was trying to pump up a, the mattress. She plugged it in and flipped it on, and there was a big flash of light. And uh, it could have been real bad. It, it didn't end up being a bad situation. But she made this comment. All I could see for a while was the light. And that is the kind of impact that I am talking about tonight. That's what we should be doing everywhere that we go. In every situation we find ourselves in, we should be affecting people with the light. Hallelujah. We should be affecting them, amen, by the walk we have, by the power we're connected to, amen, by this great light that we have been given through the Lord Jesus Christ. John 8 and 12 says this, Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. And I am thankful, amen, that he is the light of the world. And I am thankful tonight, hallelujah, to know him and to have him by my side. Paul wrote this way to the Corinthian church, uh, in 2 Corinthians 4 and verse 3. But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, and whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. Should shine unto them. We need to stay plugged in, amen, to the power source all week long. If you're only plugging into the power source on Sunday, you're not having all the effect you can have through the week, amen, because you are not connected to the power source. And if, and if we continue to go that way, amen, the world will continue to stumble on in darkness. But if we will plug into the power source, hallelujah, if we will stay connected with Jesus, hallelujah, they need not stumble along any longer. Verse 5, for we preach not ourselves but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your servants for Jesus' sake. For God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness. Think of that. He commanded light to shine out of darkness. Hath shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Consider with me tonight this. Out of darkness he caused light to come forward. Now I don't know if any of you have heard the speed of light. It's a pretty incredible thing. Light travels at incredible speeds. In a perfect situation, light can travel at almost 300 million meters per second, or in other words, 186,000 miles per second light is traveling. Right now, every time you look at light, just consider that. And consider this. In one moment, 
Amen. In one instance, in one encounter with light, amen, God can change a life because God is light and he travels, amen, at incredible speeds. Amen. Nothing, amen, can stand in the way of our God when he is at work in our life. Amen. Nothing can get in the way of the Christian child, amen, if God is on their side and they are doing a good work for him. Hallelujah. Amen. Because of his encounter with light, Paul went on to change the world simply because he had an encounter, amen, with light. All from one encounter with Jesus. This murderer, notorious murderer, amen, changed his way, amen, a murderer one and a new man the next. So the question is, perhaps, uh, what uh, is to be done if I am dirty and I have been walking around in darkness for a long time? How on earth can I, can I be made clean again after all of these uh, bad things that I've done, after all of this uh, encounter that I've had with these, these terrible dark things? How can my darkness ever be brightened back up again? A thought of this for your consideration. Has anybody ever seen or experienced a black light? Somebody, anybody, help me. Some folks know what a black light is. Now, if you looked at a black light and when you first turn it on, it doesn't really seem like the black light could do a whole lot. It doesn't seem like it any really shine in any kind of valuable way. But do you know what it actually does? In the right situations, it actually enhances the white. It enhances that which is white. Or, or if I could say it this way, it enhances that which is clean. The Bible says this, though your sins be as scarlet, which were impossible to clean, which were impossible to take care of, they shall be white as snow, though they be red as crimson, they shall be as wool. Amen. So there is nothing, amen, in this life, no dirt, no grime, so bad, so thick, amen, so pungent that God cannot take care of, amen, and make a bright light shine that will affect the world. There's no bad situation that you have found yourself in. There is no sin that you could ever have committed that God cannot take and turn around, that God cannot clean up and make right, that God cannot use for someone else's benefit. Amen, because he is that kind of God. Maybe that's your story. Maybe that's the way that your experience has been to the point where you never ever thought you could ever get clean again. Amen, you prayed, amen, prayers, and, and you didn't know if anybody was listening, and you perhaps tried to spray shout on your uh, issue that you have to try to pre-treat and clean, amen, the situation that you find yourself in, and, and maybe you tried to do it on your own, and you got tied out, and you tried to clean up your situation, and you couldn't take care of it the way, and, and you tried to apply bleach, and nothing would get that clean, amen, but Jesus Christ can come on the scene, amen, and God can make a difference, God can cause light to shine, amen, in the deepest, darkest, and dirtiest of situations. Hallelujah. And you can shine brighter than you ever imagined. Amen. We moved into our apartment in France. It was a peculiar experience. We had no kind of, um, a lot of furnishings, and we were just kind of, uh, you know, living on love, and God was faithful and saw us through. Uh, it was a wonderful time. Somebody's laughing. That's not funny. It was a good time. <laughs> um, but I remember very distinctly when we got there, uh, we had uh, the bathroom on the upstairs had a light fixture. And one of the lights was burnt out. 
And it was the teeniest, tiniest little light bulb I had ever seen in my life. And it really didn't do a whole lot, but it bothered me that it was burnt out. So I went and uh, we found a replacement bulb for it. And, and I can just remember thinking how, how little this, this little bitty bulb was. And uh, although the little bitty light that I was holding in my hands, it really wasn't designed to do, to do any great thing, but it did, it served its purpose. It, it shined a light. It wasn't a light that it was intended to, to light a warehouse, uh, but, but it, it served its purpose. It did what it was supposed to do. There were dozens, even hundreds of different light bulbs that I could have chosen from, amen, that perhaps would have been brighter, or I could have placed elsewhere to provide more light. They were in all shapes and sizes and came from, amen, all different manufacturers. But the, at the end of the day, the only purpose that light bulb served was to shine. That's the only purpose the light bulb serves is to shine. And so I'm here tonight to tell you this. Amen, music can come. I'm, I'm, I'm almost done here. God had... Uh, amen, a purpose for your life. The purpose that you have in your life is not the same kind of purpose that I have for my life. The situations that you face and the ways that you need to shine are not the same kind of ways that I have to shine because we're all meant to shine in different ways. The point is, is that we should be shining at all times. We should always be connected to a power source. We should always be connected to a power source. Should always be connected to the Holy Ghost. Amen. Let's stand tonight. For nearly a hundred years, nearly a hundred years, the light bulb did not measurably change at all. Until probably 2010, 2012, somewhere in that area, there began to be some concern that, that incandescent light bulbs, the old Edison-style light bulbs, if you will, were consuming too much energy and that it would be much more efficient for us to move, just kind of as a general rule, as a society, to move toward bulbs that were more effective and used less power. Uh, it, there was kind of some uproar about it. People didn't want to change. The new bulbs were more expensive. And, uh, but at the end of the day, that really was true that they would burn brighter, they would burn longer, and they would use less power. The objection was that uh, they were more expensive, but the long-term benefit was, was worth the investment. In other words, by converting, by converting to the new bulb, it was going to save them in the end. The new bulb was going to save them in the end, coming to Jesus has probably cost you some things. I hope that at your stage in your walk with the Lord, I think we're all fairly mature Christians here tonight, that you probably are, are not, perhaps the sting is not as real to you about the things that you have had to leave behind as, as what it was perhaps at the beginning. But coming to Jesus probably has meant that you have lost, amen, or it has cost you a few things. You've had to let go of some things in your life in order for you to be where you are today. The price up front may have seemed very, very steep, but in the end, but in the end, it's going to save you. It's going to save you. And frankly, folks, that's the most important thing of all. Amen. I want to go to be with Jesus. I want my light to shine. I want to have an effect in this world. Amen. I want to stay plugged into the power source. Amen. And I want to do what God has for me to do in this life.
Lastly, this evening, John wrote these words, chapter 12, verse 35. Then Jesus said unto them, Yet a little while is the light with you. Walk while ye have light. Walk while ye have light. Lest darkness come upon you, for that walketh in darkness knoweth not whither he goeth. While ye have light, believe in the light that ye may be the children of light. I am come a light into the world that whosoever believeth on me should not abide in darkness. I've noticed this throughout my years on this world, that if you go into a dark room at first, it is incredibly hard to function, to, to, to get around, to, to maneuver, to do what you need to do. But if you stay in the dark room long enough, your eyes begin to adjust to the light that's in there and you can probably begin to function okay. You can probably get by. Chances are you're going to stub your toe. Chances are you're going to have a difficult time. Chances are it's not going to be as easy, uh, amen, as it would be had you turned the light on. So my point is this. You can get around without being plugged into the Holy Ghost. You can function. People are doing it all up and down the highway right now. You can get around. You can, you can make your way. You can get by in life. But once you've experienced light in the room, you don't want to go back to the room without the light on. You can't function in the dark room like you can function when you have the light turned on. Amen. So the point tonight is this. Amen. You've got to stay connected to the power source. Maybe your light's flickering, and that's, that's unfortunate, but we're here tonight, and I don't see any reason at all why we can't change that. Amen. Why you can't be reconnected to the power source. While your light can't shine bright as it once before did. Amen. There is no reason at all. Amen. You've got everything. You came with everything you need tonight. Amen. To get connected to the power source, to be a light in your world, amen, and to make a difference in your community, to make a difference in your community, amen. So if that tonight, amen, these altars are open. If you desire to seek him, I would encourage you to do that, amen. He is not far from any one of us, the Bible says, amen. There is no reason whatsoever, amen, why we can't reconnect with him, amen, and receive the power that we're looking for. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Lord God, it's a great night to serve you. It's a great night to be in your presence, Lord. It's a great night to experience the power of the Holy Ghost. It's a great night to be connected, amen, with the God of heaven who hears and answers prayer, who can change our situation, amen, who can put a light in our path, amen, and cause us to see. Lord God, in a way we were not able to see before. God, I pray those walking in darkness tonight, amen, would find a way, would desire a way, would seek a way tonight to be connected with you, amen, and see life like they've never seen life before. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Lord God, we love you. We praise you, Savior. Men are grateful to be connected with you in the name of Jesus Christ. Bless you.